Welcome, Sweden. We've got two men on. I'm going to be your host this week, Mark Wampler, and we do have a show for you. Uh, we're going to look at the BDL standings. We're going to get some insights as to what's going on. Plus, in this special edition of Two Men On, we have two very special guests that are going to be on the show tonight. But before they come out and take the mic, I'd like to thank our sponsors for tonight's broadcast. The Stinger Missile Company from Sandusky, Ohio, for all your short-range, medium-range missile needs. Service to air, air to air, it's Sandusky Missiles. Long-range missiles by appointment only. And by Petticoat Junction Hotels and Resorts, located in beautiful downtown Corbin, Kentucky. Just south of State Route 10 and across the tracks, look for the D-9 Dozer at the second strip job. Folks, I want to introduce two guys to you who everybody wants to hear about. These two guys have been the cornerstones of Two Men On and the cornerstones of the BDL. Welcome, Scotty Wampler and Johnny Holmes. Hey, Welcome, how you doing, guys. Mark? Doing great. How you guys doing? Uh, doing well, doing well. Uh, Johnny, I think we just got shown up. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, why, no. don't we, why don't we have sponsors? <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just in here filling in, guys. I'm just filling in. This is your show. But I do appreciate it, and I think a lot of the guys around the league are going to appreciate it because everybody wants to hear from you. They want you on the other side of the table. And I think that's what we're going to have in a few minutes. Uh, the lineup tonight, we're going to do a recap of the BDL standings, and we're going to let Johnny, he'll be taking the South Division and East. Scotty will be taking the North Division and West. And once that's concluded... We've got a very, very special addition to the show. It's called the Mailbag. We've got a lot of questions that have come in from around the league for these guys. Uh, that's going to give some insights as, uh, as a lot of personal things, uh, a lot of insights on their team, uh, a lot of insights on things they may not realize that they have insights on. So I think this is going to be a lot of fun and very interesting. And, guys, I think the ones around the league are really want to hear what you have to say. Okay, let's jump right into the standings. We'll start with the South. Uh, the Rebels holding down the first spot at 53 and 34. The Helsinki Falcons are behind them at 49-36, three games behind. The New York Aggies at 38-49, they're 15 games out. Palm Harbor win, our newest newest member of the BDL, is 16 and 67, 35 games out. Uh, Johnny, what do you think about that division? Oh uh, well, I guess in terms of standings, um, I'm going to start by um, probably not talking too much about the Palm Harbor Harbor win. We're going to give them a little while to to get settled, get to know the league, get to know um, uh, the ins and outs of their team. I, I'm not thinking they're going to make the playoffs this year, but they're close. Um, right, right. What I'm thinking actually is that uh, the probably the next two three weeks um, are going to be real key in this division because I think if the Aggies can hold on um, and, and play well, which it looks like they're doing this week, um, they, they might stay in the race uh, close to the end here. Um, the Aggies are they're they're staying right there where they have at the beginning of the year. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, th I think at the very least they're going to have the division winner and probably one of the wild cards. 
Um, for me, uh, your team still seems to be uh, cream of the crop, though we'll see how, how your injuries, um, recent injuries, affect you. Right, right. There's, and, yeah, um, and, um, yeah, that's a little little problem right now, but hopefully that'll settle down. Yeah, I mean, your pitching is deep, so uh, you've got a lot of quality there. And uh, my, <clears throat> what's most interesting right now is watching the Falcons uh, battle through the West because it seems like, uh, like we were talking, um, a couple of those teams are starting to employ a lot of the same uh, strategies. And uh, when you have two teams that are battling like that, uh, it's kind of interesting to see who comes out on top. But I have no doubt uh, Ern's going to continue to uh, push through those five, six, seven win weeks. Ern is it is tough. He's good for that. That's for sure. He's he's always knocking on the door. Yeah. Okay, that was the South. Let's drop down to the West Division now. Uh, NorCal Damage, uh, still leading that division uh, very handily. It's 60 wins and 23 losses. Uh, the Beltway Billy Goats, uh, one of the darlings this year, one of the surprises at 42 and 40, the 17 and a half out. Uh, Wrigleyville Woo at 40 and 43, another surprise there. They're 20 games out. And Crawford Cramps at 36 and 48, uh, 24 and a half games out. What do you think about them, Scotty? What's the division well, look like to you? Well, I mean, it's you know, I, I think the, the key word there you threw out uh, was uh, you know, surprising. Uh, a couple very very surprised teams in in, in the West Division uh, this year, and and you know, going in, you know, it was assumed the West would be one of the more predictable divisions to kind of uh, map out for for the, the course of the season. But uh, you know, no no surprise. You have you know the damage there on top by a large margin. He he won't be caught, obviously. Right. Um, but um, you know, you know, your two teams there in, in, in second and third place in the division are are you know even at this point in the season, and, and it's saying a lot at least for one of them to still be in the hunt for a wild card. You have the goats there, as you said, at 42 and 40, and and the woo, which I'm going to have to eat a little crow on at uh, 40 and 43. Um, uh, you know, Beltway is is uh, uh, managing to stay above 500, and and uh, Wrigleyville is is right there knocking on uh, on yeah, the door. Yeah, Three games under 500. And exactly. So. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I still don't necessarily see the Wu maintaining that that kind of uh, that kind of stature in in the in the race for the wild card. I think as the season goes on, you you, you see a few more injuries start to mount and 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 so on, and um, uh, you know you're going to see that change a bit. But you know, Beltway has, has a real shot, and um, uh, you, you know, I think uh, uh, Scott. Has done, a, has done a great job with that roster, and um, it, it's not going to shock me at all to see him still in the hunt for for a wild card among a pool of four or five teams with uh, you know two, three, four weeks left to go in the season. I honestly think he's going to do just what you said. He's going to be right there for the entire season. Um, he is putting a tremendous amount of effort into that team every day, doing something to it to make it compete in whatever category he needs. And it's showing up in the standings. It's showing up in his record. Yeah, I've, I've been very impressed with with Scott. Uh, um, you know, more so this year than than uh, the previous couple. Um, you know, he especially this year he's taken a real page out of uh, out of the Falcon playbook with his pitching rotation and oh, exactly. his, his you know he's attempting to knock it out of the park um, on that side of the stats every week and and uh, he's doing a great <coughs> job. Well, I'm playing him this week, and right now he's taking it to me. And um, 
and he's doing exactly what you said. Um, he is he's flooding this series with arms, and okay, they're not all you know quality arms, but um, but he's putting them out there, and the strikeouts are mounting up, and the winds are mounting up. Um, one real quick note on him, um, as I'm looking here, um, this is hard to believe, but it, as of um, the end of the stats last Sunday, uh, the Billy Goats had 196 games started. Wow. Hmm. 1,158 innings pitched. Wow. Now that's uh, that's an incredible number. Uh, the next highest in innings pitched is something like um, uh, 7.98. So he's throwing them out there, that's for sure. Well, you know, that, you know, he mentioned earlier this year, I believe that that was, you know, um, part of his strategy. You know, was to virtually, you know, you know, start everybody most most of the time. That, that's, exactly. that's kind of what he he lives and, and dies by. And you know, when you have a, a staff. Um, you know, as you said, it's not necessarily the most quality staff. Um, not a lot of number ones on his team, but right. when, when you are when you are chock full of two, threes, and fours, um, you know you can you can do some serious serious damage. And oh, absolutely! If, if if you if you implement that strategy of of just flooding uh, the scoreboard with that many innings, if you can maintain. Um, even decent statistics on 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 the batting side, um, you've got a chance. Not only a chance, you have a, a likelihood exactly uh, winning that, every yeah. single week. Uh, that's right now. That's what he's doing to me this week. Um, uh, my bats are a little quiet right now, but um, he's doing exactly what you said. The one thing that team needs is to be able to get some saves. Exactly. If he had some closers. And use this system he's used, and I think he had 20 or 21 starts against me this week. That's just incredible. So yeah, he's, he's, got the, he's got the depth for sure to 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 make a move for uh, for a closer or two at the deadline, and I fully expect him to do just that. Oh, I do too. I really do too. Okay, let's move quickly up to the East Division. Uh, first place in the East is the Baltimore Epidemic at 44 and 36. Uh, second place is the Bulawayo Bulldogs at 43 and 40. They're two and a half games out. Third place, the Gotham City Generals at 38 and 44. They're seven out. And rounding out that division is the Rockland Rockets at 29 and 54. They're 16 and a half out. Johnny, what's it look like to you? Well, uh, I don't know, Mark. I mean, I don't think uh, I don't think there's one clear team in here. Um, I think they're they're all going to be there. All three of them. Uh, at the top, uh, it's the last week. I'm convinced, uh, and it's it may be hard for uh, both the Bulldogs and Generals to to jump the epidemic at this point. Uh, he, he seems, uh, I guess, based on his last on the block, um, right. he seems committed to grab another bat, um, maybe even closer uh, if it costs him a first rounder. Right, right. Uh, he's in it for the long haul. You can tell that he's um, he's not going to back down on this. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, if, if I can interject here, I think this has quickly the East has quickly become the most difficult division to call league-wide. Oh well, you you've only got seven games separating the top three. Yeah, and I mean right now this is the most competitive division as far as the division title goes uh, in the BDL. 
uh, hands down. I mean, the only other close is, uh, the other one close is, uh, the Rebels, myself, and, uh, the Falcons at three games separating us, and then it tails off to 15. Uh, but the East, the top three, seven games separating them. I mean, this could change in one week. The Generals could be in first place next week. It reminds me of a whole lot of the 06 East Division. Um, the, the the division, of course, with you had you had three contenders, and it was it was it was down to the end, really, between the Generals, Bulldogs, and the Berserkers at that time. Exactly. And it, yeah. it was it was a really good race, and, and I, I think you're going to see that that same uh, that, that same drama play out again. Yep, I think you will too. I don't. I really don't think anybody's going to run away with that division. No, it's going to be a division where if you don't get that extra half a win in a particular week, uh, it's going to come back to probably bite you later on. Could and, uh, could even cost you the the division. Every win in that one is very very important. Yeah. Um, I actually this is off uh, standings topic, but I like the more. Uh, more I look at the, the Rockets team, I like the, the talent they're compiling. Um, I know he was uh, not interested in, in shopping Josh Johnson, per se, but uh, I think he got a nice little haul for him. And he did. He did. He's going to be did. setting himself up nicer next year, and it's going to be uh, like a four-team race. Yeah, and it happens quicker than you think. You know, you, mm-hmm. you look at these young teams, and, and, and you think, wow, they're, they're, you know, they're five, six, seven years off. But, you know, it, it never really happens like that. I mean, we said the same thing about, about the Heartbreakers for the past two or three seasons about, you know, how, how good they were looking in, in you know, in, in their depth and, and uh, you know, we could see them contending in, in you know, five, six years. But, you know, right here that is, that, that, that squad, uh, now the epidemic, of course, he, he's made a few few moves to, to um, you know, make him viable now. And I'm sure that Michael would do the same thing with the Rockets when he gets to that point. I don't think it's going to be nearly as long as, as even he believes. No, I don't either. I think he's exactly what you said. When it was the Heartbreakers, um, you could just look at the personnel on that team and just say, okay, any time. Mm-hmm. It's ready. It's getting ready. This team's going to be good. At any second, they're going to take off. And I think you're seeing the beginning of it. Yeah, and i got to think um, with uh, with two more series, like inter-division series, um, intra-division, I'm sorry, right, uh, right. between – the East Division uh, competing against each other, I think it's going to be hard. They're going to be hard pressed to uh, find a wild card winner out of that. That is, I think that's right. That's going to be a division probably that the the winner is going to go to the playoffs. Um, uh, but maybe. Having, I mean, you have to look at you know, if you look at the standings right now. Though Bulaway, you know, our, our defending champion, they're setting right now with with the second wild card. I, mean, I don't think that can be discounted right away. I have to disagree with both of you on that. Um, that it's, it's not just East Division bias coming from my end. Uh, you know, I think when you, when you look at the, look at things, and uh, you know, it, it can very easily happen, in my opinion. I mean, you got you have the Bulldogs sitting right there right now. If the season ended right now, you know, we would have two teams from the East Division in the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm not saying it can't, but um, you know, look at the division records of, of each of you. They're all basically about 500. Or like a game or two over 500. So right. while while you guys are messing around with each other, you know, five five weeks, <laughs> or, you don't you don't know. I mean, there's 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 literally six or seven other wildcard teams that could jump you. Yeah, I mean, we, we you know we we talked about this last year um, in, in 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 predicting that the 08 season would be the most competitive ever. We were a year late. Uh, sorry, we were a year early with that prediction, <laughs> John. We were because of this season 09 has. It's been spectacular so far. I mean, you yeah. have you have yeah. some runaway divisions. 
and you know that was going to happen regardless. But um, you know, on down, uh, you're talking about the teams um, that are legitimately competing right now. This even this late in the season, I mean, we're we're approaching the halfway point as it stands already, right. and you have this many teams still competing. Uh, you know, it's it's a great time in this league. It, 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 it's you know, you're, you're seeing some really fun things going on. Well, I think the league is getting a lot more parity in it. Right. You're getting some teams that have some of these players that were drafted, okay, say two or three years ago. You know, they're now making an impact. The David Prices, uh, the players like that, um, are coming up now. And some of the teams, okay, epidemic, um, that wasn't. Okay, at that time, heartbreakers that really even wasn't a competitive team, they're showing it now, and I think as it goes along, the whole league is going to get even more and more close. Indeed. Okay, mm-hmm. let's drop down to the North Division. Uh, first place in the North, the Killer Car Company of Anaheim, with the best record in the league at sixty-one and twenty, a twenty-one game lead. Uh, New Market Nats uh, follow him at 41-42. They're 21 out. Portsmouth Wallabies, 40-46, uh, 23 and a half games out. Uh, the Amish Brotherhood, 39 and 47, 24 and a half out. Scott, what's that look like to you? Well, I have just one question. I I, I don't have the the percentages in front of me. I think you do, Mark, so you can tell me. Okay. Is is this in fact the only division in the league where only one team is above 500. You got it. Um, New Market has a 494 winning percentage, right. 41 wins, 42 losses. Uh, every other division has at least two. Has at least two uh, teams that are over 500. You know um, that, that that's telling, and that that's only going. The divide is only going to become greater um, as division play continues, uh, starting in a couple weeks. Um, the Killer Car Company, they are far and away the best team in the league. Uh, oh, absolutely! Yeah, that's that's and, hands down. Uh, yeah, I mean, you look at um, you know, you look at even at the at the West. We were predicting earlier this year that the Damage were going to run away with the wins record uh, based on the division he played in. Well, uh, Johnny here with with actually pretty good competition in the North. I still think the North is a solid division when you have, even though the Nats are a little older, they're still a very solid team in the hunt for a wild card. The Wallabies have played well. Um, I, I think they can play better. Um, but but they played well, and and the Amish Brotherhood have have held their ground. You know they they've been, you know, um, they're a few games out of the wild card hunt, but they're 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 still lingering. It's a solid division, yet he still owns the most wins and the best record in the BDL. And um, you know, no real surprise. We all predicted that. Uh, I am a little surprised um, that the Wallabies. Or in third place, frankly. I well, I think that's uh, I think that surprised a few people. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I thought he would have a 500, much better record, much better than 500 right now. Um, but well, if you see, look at if you look at those three teams, um, the Nats are one game under 500. The Wallabies are six, and the Brotherhood is eight. So that's not that far from 500. That whole division could conceivably have four teams above 500. Sure, sure. And, hey, it wouldn't shock me a bit if it happened. Uh, you know, I think the the next the the next two, two well, I'm not gonna say two weeks through the next um, um, segment of division play right. again in a couple weeks. I believe when that uh, when that three week period is over, that the the Wallabies will uh, uh, really be able to assess whether or not they are uh, or whether they, whether they need to be. Uh, 
buyers and sellers at the deadline. Exactly. Um, exactly. Because I, that, I, no, go ahead. That, that's. I mean, that's just going to be telling. I mean, you know, they're at a, they're at a point right now, and and that, um, you know, it's it's either you know, hop over the fence or or you know, plan for next year. Right. Um, right. And um, uh, I think they have great pieces. But things are going to have to come together for them. If the next round of divisional play is as tough as the last one was, I mean, these standings as far as for a wild card berth and even some division titles, this can get even closer. Oh, definitely. And definitely. we can go into the second half of the year with with the, with no question the most exciting second half that the BDL has seen yet. I, I fully expect that to, to occur this year. Um, you know, looking... Looking at the North, I, I see if you know if if if, if Brent and the Wallabies can get can get one win against either um, uh, New Market or Anaheim, mm-hmm. I, I expect him to attempt to to hang on, right, and make yeah. things happen. I, I think he he's looking for that that kind of uh, uh, you know season milestone that uh, he he can you know use as a catalyst to to, to uh, uh, boost his squad a bit. Right, right. His squad is inherently, and I have no idea why the hell this happens, but the boy can go in on Sunday with seven three lead and come out and lose it. You know, he he complained about that for you know what has it been two years or so that that, that he first brought that up, and and you know I, I just kind of brushed it off for a while, but it's almost becoming uh, eerie. It is. Because I, it does now, I, he he told me the same thing two years ago, and um, and I've watched it. And I've watched it happen several times this year. All happened against you. Uh, I've watched it several times that he would go in with a with a six three one on Sunday or six four seven three and come out Monday morning. He didn't turn around. He lost it four six. And I just don't know. It's like they think the weekends on Saturday and they quit playing on Sunday. I don't, I, there's no explanation for that. Well, you know, it, it comes down to your personnel. You know, it. it, it Fantasy sports is, is um, a funny thing, especially daily fantasy sports like like baseball or, or basketball or hockey. Um, you, you know, it's human beings are moody, and uh, right, it, right. It, it, it comes down to, to the personnel you have. And you can look at, you know, use the Falcons as, as the same example. Uh, you know, the, of the cl- kind of clutch players that they've had, and, and that's always been my contention of the reasons that they've been able to get it done right. um, uh, year after year is that they have players that that come through. When they're needed, both exactly, yes. both exactly. you know on the field and in, in, in you know in Major League Baseball, and of course that translates um, to to fantasy sports. And exactly. For whatever exactly. reason, Brent's Brent's personnel, you know, they take it easy on Saturday and Sunday. I don't know. Generally, and I know both you and Johnny will will attest to this fact. Generally, when the teams switch teams, um, usually on Thursday. Um, it's when they, um, you know, they're, they're traveling to whatever new city they're going to. You've had a good start of the week, then all of a sudden, after Thursday, the team dies. Well, you're in a different city and a different team, mm-hmm. and or, or either gets much better the second part of the week because right. you're, you're playing a different one. I've seen that happen so much, and if that was the case, or right, there's a reason. But um, it's not the case with Brent's team. It's simply, like you said, you know. So that's a that's actually. A actually, I'm thinking it runs a little deeper than that. If you look at the two teams that um, have been disappointing the past couple of years, I think it comes down to um, 
commissioner duties. It's tough when you have to, uh, you know, run a league and answer questions and then also run a, run a fantasy baseball team. That's exactly right. I totally 100% agree with you, and I think you're going to hear a, a question from one of the fans a little later on in the show that's going to relate right back to that. Oh, boy. Now, I still have, I, I have high hopes for all three of my division mates. Um, I guess um, Joe has a tendency to sit back and, and, and wait, so I don't expect him to make up enough ground to make a wild card, but both the Nats and the, uh, and the Wallabies have the potential. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, let's do a wrap on the division wrap-up, and we're going to move on into the second part, second segment, which is called the mailbag. Um, I'm sure we've got a lot of people that's listening out there and listening for their questions and their names. Guys, we have got questions. I've been getting cards and letters from several of the GMs all throughout the league and from some people that are not in the league. And um, this is going to be kind of a roast. <laughs> uh, these questions are directed at you guys because this is the first time that um, really anybody has asked you any questions. It's always been uh, you all asking the questions to guess or discussing something, but everybody wants to hear from you. And uh, what we're going to do is give them what they want. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Um, what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to bounce back and forth between you two guys with the questions, and I'm going to, we have several questions that are for both of you, and I'll throw one of those in occasionally. Um, but uh, let's see, we're going to start with Scott, and this is the question that everybody that sent a card letter asked this question. Great. And probably, I don't have to tell you what the question is, um, but I'm going, this is this will be it, and I'm not going to repeat it anymore. Uh, this one comes from Scott Ortmeyer. Uh, Scotty, with the huge expectations you and others have put on the Generals, how does the slow start affect the way you manage the team? From here on out, any big moves on the horizon, or will you just pray the team wakes up? <laughs> oh, that's the question of the question of the month for the general. That is the question of the year as far as uh, the people watching. That's yeah. Well, I was, was watching the, the recent poll on the, on the on the team with the greatest expectations that have not have not met those expectations um, that was posted on on, on CBS uh, a couple weeks ago. Watched that with great interest and obviously we 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 ran away with that poll and You uh, definitely had that one in the bag. Yeah, that was uh, That's one win. That, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. Um, you know, look, we. You know, I, I don't. You know, I, I don't mean to, to give anything away as, as far as our um, uh, trade deadline strategy, but to be frank about it, um, you know, we, we spent we spent a lot of um, uh, resources um, prospect-wise. I, 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 Pretty much depleted my farm team, right? right. And, and my the last two drafts now, including the upcoming draft, um, on building this team um, back up to what I thought would be a level that it, it would contend without much without much struggle. Um, we don't have a lot of, of uh, those remaining resources to deal from, frankly. Mm -hmm. um, if if we were to make a splash trade, 
it would have to come more than likely from our major league talent. And at this time, I'm I am not really prepared to do that. Um, there are one or two guys on my uh, on my squad that I would consider moving if if the if the deal was right, if the situation was right, and if if the if our position in the standings uh, met a certain criteria um, in another month. Right, right. Um, your t- your team. Um, now, uh, if I if I can just finish. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, finish this one point, and you can we can move on. Um, I, I do want to make clear, though, that that with that said, I, I am, you know, when I when I look up and down my roster, I am I am perfectly happy with it. I think that we we have done uh, everything that we can do to build a a, a contender. Um, you know, from top to bottom, we have um, you know mostly studs uh, at at every position. Um, uh, great hitters, uh, power hitters. Uh, uh, young starters with, with you know great stuff uh, and, and some veteran guys there to to keep things uh, to keep the foundation solid and you know when I look the squad over uh, I guess responding directly to Ort um, yeah I, I guess I'm going to be patient frankly because I, I have confidence in this team to get it done I really do uh, it's it's a better team than 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 last year's Generals that that failed to make the playoffs. And you know, uh, uh, barring a total collapse from here on out, um, you know we're going to probably stay the course, and 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 I'm going to have faith in the team that I built. Well, you pretty well um, answered what I was going to comment. Okay. And that was just about what I was going to say. Um, I've looked at your team, and you know, from top to bottom, you look at it, and then you look over at the standings, and you say, uh, no way. You know, this team is much better than that. Uh, I, I think your team could take off at any second. Well, uh, you know that, that's that's exactly how we feel, and you know that's you know I, like I said, I've I've got faith that that's going to happen. If it doesn't, you know, then then I, I can I, I can sleep at night knowing that that um, you know I I did everything in, in in my power, in my opinion, to to put a a winner on on the field, um, and that's that's all we can do. Yeah, exactly. Scotty, I think I think you have a good opportunity. Um, because at first, I think you can probably sit pat for a while. You're in a division that, even if you do nothing, you're going to be there, I think, in the end, at least competing for the division title or maybe a wild card, where a team like, you know, the Nats, uh, who feel like they're the cream of the crop of the North, um, <laughs> they're, going to have, they're going to have to do something if they want, you know, if they want to really step, step up and get over that hump. Yeah, I mean that's, that's kind of that's kind of key. I don't I don't feel like that we need a major move to compete. I really don't because we are really just there. As, as Mark alluded to earlier in the show, um, you know the the standings from from first to third in the East can could you know do a topsy turvy in, in a matter of seven days. Exactly. And, yeah. And, um, and you know we all know how volatile matchups can be and and how you can be on top of the world and then win one game. Uh, the next week, it just yep. that's, that's yep. how it bounces. Um, exactly. That's uh, um, the general's team is too good right now, in my eyes, to to even consider busting up. There's been some problems with it, as far as um, uh, Grady Sizemore. Uh, there's been things like that that have just not been right this year. I mean, he's been hurt. He's got elbow problems. He's not performing to what he should. And I think it's a few small pieces like that. Yeah, it's it, it's more of a you know it's. 
last year was much more uh, was was much more of a concern to me. Uh, you know, we were practically already out of the race at this point last year. This year is is nothing mm. like like the last year's run. No, no, you're right. We are right we're still right there, and and the problems this year are, are mostly with injuries. Uh, last year was was a more um, uh, frightening uh, scenario in that we just forgot how to hit and and uh, didn't have the, the, the pitching personnel to, to get the, get it done on, on that end of the board either. Um, this year, you know, I, we've been hit kind of hard with injuries, and, and a lot of teams have. I'm not, I'm not trying to use that as an, as an excuse if it's not. Um, you know, all teams deal with injuries, and that's just part, part of the game. Exactly. Um, but, you know, uh-huh. we, we have had some key guys to, to go down and, and, and play hurt, that have, you know, which has uh, had a... Had a uh, a bad effect on their, you know, ability to to really help me out in those situations. But uh, we expect to turn things around soon. Right. Well, I think everybody in the league does. And like I said, that was the most popular question that was asked. And uh, I wanted to get that one done first. And um, uh, this one is actually from Scott, but I could have pretty well put anybody's name there because they all ask it. Okay. Let's jump across the board and uh, hear from Mr. Johnny Holmes. First question to you, Johnny. This comes from Ern. <laughs> um, My buddy. A, pardon me? My buddy. Your buddy. There you go. Uh, you've had a really good start to the season, uh, pretty much like last year if you look at the standings. Is there any difference this year compared to last year? How will you avoid the story from last year where your batters stopped producing when they needed it in the final week of the season? Mm. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, <laughs> I think uh, one of my biggest focuses uh, during the offseason was, was uh, finding um, a complete lineup because okay. in the past um, I kind of relied on a few key guys, and they were they were good players, real good players, but... Um, when I when I had to rely on uh, just Chase and 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 uh, Albert the Machine, um, that that wasn't enough. I think so far Mauer has really impressed me. Uh, I wasn't even expecting this, um, but just having his bat consistently in the catcher's position um, has made me feel a lot more secure. And and guys like adding guys like Abreu and Vlad, who I know, um, they kind of. Dipping right now, they're not doing anything spectacular, but uh, they're consistent, close to 300 hitters. Um, right. I, I, I tried to really focus on that um, to give me a, at least a little more consistency. I didn't know how else to to judge that. You could look at splits and stuff and see who's a good second half player, but even that can uh, can jump well, from year to year. The consistency, what what you're saying, that that's the whole key. It's yeah. Being consistent. Yeah. Okay, you're going to have your 0 for 4 and 0 for 5 nights, um, but when you have those, then you come back the next night with a 2 for 4 or a 3 for 5. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're going through the week and you're having a, an 0 for every night or every other night, um, you're in trouble. Um, yeah, and I think last year I relied a little too heavily on my pitching, whereas I, I didn't really recognize the uh, shortstop or catcher position. I wouldn't overpay for that in the past. <clears throat> so. Okay. I had changed my, my my thoughts on that because I, I needed at least someone in that lineup, whether it's Albert or or someone in a different position, to produce consistently. Um, and I felt I had 
deep enough pitching to kind of go that direction. Well, it, it's showing this year the changes you've made. It's definitely showing. It's showing in the standings, and like we alluded to earlier, you've got the best record in the league. And, um, Killer Cars 2009 motto, one more week. That's all we're concerned week. about. That's all we're concerned about right now. I think uh, one of our goals is to obviously finish the best record, most wins, all, all the records in the league. We do aspire for all that, but um, after last season we lost uh, – Four to six of the Bulldogs. I think I just, I just need more consistency and uh, and finish that one week out. Well, what you what you said a moment ago about uh, week, basically week to week, you know, mm-hmm. get the week. Um, I was watching a game, a live game the other day, and there's a sign inside uh, the Tampa Bay Rays clubhouse over the door, and the sign reads. If we win or lose, you have 30 minutes to think about the game. Then put it out of your mind and go to the next one. Yeah. And that's a pretty good philosophy, and that's about what you just said. You know, let's concentrate on the week and do it. Yeah, we just need to win weeks, get to the playoffs, win series, and uh, finish that finish that goal off. There you go. This actually was a two-part question for Mern. There's a second mm-hmm. part to it. Um, how is it possible... To run a team not having full control, do you and Kristen make daily roster settings, trade talks, and so on together, or are you allowed to make the calls all by yourself? In other words, who wears the pants? Hey, it's something that has to be asked, guys. Come on now. <laughs> uh, hey, sweetheart, um, I've got a question. I need help with. No. Um, first of all, I don't. I don't know that I should be answering Ern's questions because whoever answers Ern's questions seems to get their ass beat by Ern <laughs> every year. Um, okay, here's the deal. Um, Kristen loves baseball as much as I do, and uh, it's really cool um, to have found someone like that. So uh, early on, we decided that uh, I'd even attach her name to CBS. I'd, I'd invite her to the forum. She could be a part of it. Um, Right now we're both so busy, and, and I think she's kind of taken a, a step back a little bit. She's more of a, in a consulting role. She knows oh, what's going on. And okay. if I have a question on a trade, you know, I, you know, it's a nice little sounding board for me. So there you go. Like, that sounds good. She says, we're, we're not getting rid of any more Uptons, period. <laughs> and uh, we're looking to acquire more, in other words. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that was a good one. Okay, Scott, let's jump back over to you real quickly. And, again, this one's from Ern. Uh-oh. We'll get away from him in a minute, I think, here. Okay, uh, the question is, knowing you have time deman- a time-demanding job and at the same time a family to care about, you put a lot of time into running the league. I wonder how much time you put in on your own team in a normal week. And part two of that, no, okay, that was the, that was the only one. I'm sorry, my fault. Uh, that was the question. Hmm. How much time compared to to running the league I put into my own team? Um, well, this is not going to be a very sexy answer, um, <laughs> but uh, the, the fact of the matter is, um, I, I I I do put in um, a good third more time in, into um, making sure the league is running properly than than I do the generals. 
Um, that's not by design. That is out of necessity. Um, right. Um, you know, it's a league, not just necessarily this large or, or you know, this, this many managers. We have 16, of course. Um, it, it's very intricate. And, um, you know, there are a lot of things to stay on top of. And not only that, we've actually, um, you know, we, we've, we've created a lot of work for ourselves, uh, ourselves being the league office, in the way we, you know, we wanted to run this thing, and and um, uh, by that I, I'm, you know, I mean making it, you know, uh, accessible to other managers to be able to trade um, draft picks, uh, you know, a year ahead of time, and, and this sort of thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of bookkeeping and, sure. and rec- record keeping, and, and I, I think everyone in the league realizes. Um, I mean, it's an extreme effort uh, on your part to, to keep up with and keep this running and then try to run your own team, too. And well, I mean, I, I've, I, kind of funny he brings that up. I, I've, I've struggled this season, and I, I, I really should not admit this on the air, but since it was asked, um, I, I've struggled this season to find time to, to fill out my, my farm team. Um, a combination of a few things. This is my busiest time of the year with um, with my job. Um, that'll conclude hopefully, actually by this coming weekend, um, that I'll, I'll have some projects out of the way that I can um, uh, then use that time to focus on other things. Um, but it's just you know the, the demands of the league have grown uh, so greatly over the years, and and we you know we have a lot to keep track of. And but as I said, we we do put a lot of it on ourselves because you know we don't have to keep all these records. Uh, league, you know, league records. We don't have to, you know, uh, run an extra website to do everything. But, um, you know, we feel like it. You know, we we really feel like that the that the um, the rest of the league appreciates that sort of thing, and it's part of what makes the BDL the the best fantasy league you've ever played in. Once you join, well, the BDL is a Cadillac of, of fantasy baseball, and I don't think you'll you'll have one manager disagree with that statement. Um, and uh, you know, while while I'm at this, and, and of course I'm I'm saying we, not I. Uh, I, sh- I should give a prop, obviously, to Brent. Uh, I've said time and time again, uh, I, I'm more of the um, um, policy head and 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 vocal uh, leader of of what's going on. Um, but the the real elbow grease is found um, in in his apartment, or I'm sorry, in his house at his uh, at his computer desk. Uh, he 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 does uh, he does so much for us. I, I can't even begin to thank him enough. Um, with without his help, you know, I'd probably be surrendering to generals and doing you know doing nothing but running the league. <laughs> right. <laughs> because I I wouldn't have time to do both. Well, I think this was a good question to give to give people a lot of insight, give other managers a lot of insight as to what goes on. And um, I really don't think anybody takes it for granted. I think they all and they all realize you know what a load this is and actually this question was asked by more than one um of the letters that i got but I'm, i want to make sure too while we're are on the subject you know i'm i'm certainly not uh, uh attempting to garner sympathy for this in the slightest uh, uh make no mistake um i i enjoy the heck out of this oh absolutely. And, and i i don't yeah. mean just just playing fantasy baseball but i mean I mean, running this league and, and making this available for free to uh, you know all these great guys and uh, and it's it's kind of funny um, um, you know I'm I'm sure we are appreciated for doing it but I almost feel 
I almost feel indebted to to a lot of to a lot of you guys um, uh, to do this, and and that's that's because of the, the great managers that we have, and and the guys who take time, you know, out of their out of their week to to uh, you know do the hours of research and to you know uh, book the flights to New York or wherever to 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 hang out for for a weekend every summer. Um, you know, it's uh, you know there are a lot of guys in this league who who take a lot of time out of their personal lives to enrich this league and oh, exactly. I, I feel I feel exactly. indebted to them for that and I feel I feel that I owe uh, 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 making sure that this league is a Cadillac to them for that That's well I, I don't think you'll you have anybody disagree with that and um, um, on the end of this one little one little thing I noticed and I remember this and if I'm quoting the date right it was the 22nd of December uh, 2008 uh, we're in the off season, uh, and I went on to the BDL forum. There was eleven people in there. Mm-hmm. Three days before Christmas, there was eleven people in there. <laughs> now, folks, that says something about the BDL. That really does to me. That 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 told everything about how much people care about it and they like it, how much they want to be there. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's developed. It's developed into more than just a fantasy baseball league. Well, that was, you know, that I, I'm glad you, you mentioned that because that that kind of brings to fruition my my entire goal. You know, when I when I set out to to create this this machine uh, some odd years ago, you know, I, I wanted to build a a um, uh, you know a modest social environment around a fantasy league. You know, the the, the fantasy play is, is the core of why we are all here, right. but. Um, you, you know the other elements, the forum, the the, the social aspect of it. Um, you know, I, I thought it would be really, really fun to you know create that that hobby for for people to be involved in and and, and make some really good new friends. And you know, yeah, well, I, I, that's you you have done one hell of a job in creating it. That, that's coming from me, and I'm sure I can get a second from everybody else in the league. I'll second it. They definitely, yeah, they definitely. Um, appreciate what you've done and uh, I mean that even goes with Johnny I mean you guys doing the radio show uh, you know we got Craig and John doing the TV um, there's something going on all the time um, it's never you never come on the forum and there's nobody there um, that's true you know I come on so well I come on very early in the morning uh, which would be somewhere around let's say 10 o'clock at night you guys time there'll be seven or eight people in there um, I'll come back on at, at six or six thirty from work, and there's four or five people still in there, and it's you know it's twelve thirty one o'clock a.m. East Coast time. Here's something, here's something nice that in the past it's been the same seven or eight people, but now you'll go in and it'll be four or five different people. Big perfect. <laughs> I, I wanted to say that. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. yeah, it's different people all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And okay. I, mean, I, I really don't. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt no. you, but I don't. I don't re- honestly remember the last time that I was on that forum and, and saw that that I was the only person there. Hey, no, it, no. Maybe I don't that's mean. the time the time of day that I'm I'm normally on and looking around, but uh, I, I I don't ever. You know, it, there there are at least two or three people every time that I'm there. Anyway. Every time, right? Okay, well, let's jump back across the board real quickly here and get to a few more of these. Uh, the next one. Uh, is for Johnny, and this comes from Larry Wayne of Atlanta, Georgia. 
If you had to choose between Cole Hamels and Tim Lincecum to stay on your team, knowing one that you didn't choose went to somebody else in your division, who would you keep? Awesome question. <laughs> <laughs> and this coming oh, from Larry Wayne from Atlanta, Georgia. Are we planning like a reorganization of sorts or something? <laughs> it's a contract dispute. You have to trade one. Now just pull the trigger. Pull the trigger. Uh, you are. You're next, Mr. Scott. <laughs> wow. Um, I have such love for Cole Hamels. But, uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go with Cole Hamels. Okay. Okay. Because uh, he he's shown it now, like like Timmy has, but he's the World Series MVP, uh, um, and you know if we're talking fantasy, he's probably going to get more wins than Lindsey. I don't know. Okay. Lindsey might get more Ks, but you know with a circle, he could probably make that up. But Kristen would kill me if I traded Lindsey. Oh, <laughs> ulterior motive there, then. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm dead either way, so... Okay. You rip up my heart or my balls, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to jump back across the board again. Uh, I can nearly predict this, but go ahead. Okay, um, um, this is to Scotty from Scrimshaw McGee. <laughs> if you had to choose between Grady Sizemore... And David Wright, who would I choose? David Wright. No one uh, the other one was going to go, not to any team, but to the Bulldogs. Who well, that is keep? wrong. Who asked that? I told you, Scrimshaw McGee. I don't believe you. Would it help if I told you David Wright was a woman? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, Who are the Bulldogs going to get? Sizemore or Wright? <laughs> Uh, this is the time that I bow out of the league. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that would have been tough. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't even know where to begin. Um, that's an impossible question. I mean, what do you say? Well, uh, you know, I, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I, I, I'll stick with uh, I'll stick with David, um, and I guess Grady will be shipped to Bulawayo. Uh huh. And uh, even though you've got a signed baseball, yes, I, I do have an autographed Grady Sizemore ball. Um, you know, Wright has kind of been the the face of our franchise uh, since since the league expanded in '06. Um, that's that's one reason. Uh, to keep him around, he, he's you know he he is the marquee general. Um, I guess strategically speaking, um, you know Grady, is, uh, frankly, is likely to break down a little bit sooner than than David. Okay. Um, uh, you know, of course, more time he's you know he's going to be more prone to injury. I I believe as he's a uh, um, a bit more of a speedster. Not really, you know. David steals a lot of bags as well. And, right. Right. Um, but you know, Grady does. You know, he he is, he does play in the outfield, and um, he he's going to have a, you know more miles on him. And I, I I see, you know, I see Wright being able to maintain. I believe his uh, his power stroke a little bit longer. Um, maybe it's just the man love. I don't know. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. Okay. I you know there's there's no there's no there's really no way to answer this question with any with any kind of uh, <laughs> I 
comfort. That's why the question was asked. Uh, yeah. Um, Scotty, when you say breakdown, you mean physically or emotionally? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Okay. Is, We're. I, I gotta keep. I gotta keep right. So. Gotta keep right. There you okay. go, Greg. Good that, one. That, that, Good one. Gift. Okay, I'm going to jump up and do a question for both of you real quick. Um, try to go through some of these a little bit faster. Get as many of these guys' questions asked as we can. Um, this is a very. It, it's going to be a name, and you just give me your opinion. Uh, and this comes from Craig of the Bulldogs. Um, either one of you can answer at any time, whatever you feel. Pete Rose. Uh, talented. Talented. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's straight. That's all I can straight from a Phillies fan. Um, uh, Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Okay. Okay. That was. Uh, I mean, that's pretty well. You know, it's a basically an opinion of him is pretty well what the question was. Um, yeah, that was a lame answer. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> talented. Oh, he's talented. Okay, he okay. 7,000 okay. hits. Okay, uh, we've got that one down. Let's jump to another one for both of you real quick. And this comes I got it, I got one. Bad hair. Bad hair, okay. Yeah, you seen that guy? I'm going to jump up to a question from Matt Reynolds now from Baltimore. Uh, this will kind of take the sting off the uh, Grady Sizemore and David Wright this question. This is who? Um, <laughs> This uh, this to both of you from Matt. Okay. If you could add one player to your team from any other roster in the BDL, who would it be and why? Justin Upton. Justin Upton goes to the Generals. Uh, BJ Upton. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew sure as hell that was coming. Bush. <laughs> the brothers, they miss each other, you know. Yeah, well, yeah of course, of course. Okay. Um, doing a disservice to baseball by can't keeping them apart. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I, would, if I would get an offer besides a fifth round pick, we might could talk. Okay. <laughs> All um, right. Let's jump down to. Uh, we'll go back to Johnny real quick. Uh, and this one is from. Who have we got here? This is from Mike from Rockland. And Mike says he has a two part question for Johnny. <laughs> I think you do a great job assisting Kristen in the running of the cars. <laughs> do, you, do you ever see the day where you actually manage your own club? Also, <laughs> also, how does Kristen take her coffee? I think she takes uh, she takes a little bit of cream <laughs> and uh, one uh, just a hair shy teaspoon of sugar. Okay. Now, we're talking real cream here. This is none of this coffee made stuff, right? Right, right. Like okay. half and half thick okay. stuff. Good stuff. Okay. Good, good. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't think I'll ever get to manage a team. <laughs> she's younger than me, you know. She's three years younger, so. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Uh, she's already, like, more advanced. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> we, we, we've got you on that. We, we kind of figured that all along, really. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to bounce over to Scott again. And this question comes straight from New York, from Mr. Hank Steinbrenner. Oh, my. 
You seem to be on the side of the fence that says Joba will be a starter for his career, whereas anyone with common sense says he's going to be Mo Rivera's successor. Why can't you accept this fate? Okay. Uh, Brent, let me answer your question. <laughs> 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 um, uh, hope. Uh, we want him to be a starter. Um, uh, you know, I, I I don't want his stuff to be wasted in the ninth inning, and um, uh, that that that's that's all there is to it. Not not to mention the fact that we we paid a hefty price for the fella in in that package, and and you know we we need him to. You know, be be the the eighteen twenty game winner. Uh, you know, two hundred and thirty strikeout guy that he can be on a regular basis, uh, as opposed to a, a forty five saves guy in New York. And and you know that that's that's what we want to see in in Gotham. So that's that's what we're holding strong for. Thank you. Okay, good answer. Okay, we're moving back to Johnny for the next one, and uh, this one comes from me, John. Uh, since you and Kristen are basically still newlyweds. You know what? What? What have you guys kind of got planned for the future? And are there any little killers in the future? <laughs> Definitely. Um, you know, right now we're on this kind of like five-year plan, which um, I guess maybe it's turned into four and a half-year plan since we're already six months in. Okay. Uh, we're, we've got these long commutes and really pushing hard at our jobs. So um, that's why I used to respond to trades and emails like. Five seconds later. Um, right, right. Now it's maybe uh, six hours later or the next day. Um, right now we're busy, and uh, we just want to be uh, established and, and get settled and have shorter commutes before we even um, think about it. But it, about that. Okay. I, I want kids so badly. So great, um, great. Basically, I want uh, a six-three left-hander. A six-three um, left-hander. Okay, okay. And, uh, yeah. Someone I, think, could I think Scott's maybe. got one of those on the way. I, I, I'm, right. ho I, I'm, I'm holding out for a 5'9 southpaw myself. <laughs> okay, 5'9 southpaw. <laughs> I, I can't hope for any more than 5'10. <laughs> well, given the gene pool, you're about right. <laughs> okay, we're going to do... Uh, at the, okay, we're going to do maybe one more question. And this one is... Uh, we're going to do this one to both of you again. And this is this is a very good question, and I kind of saved this one for the end. Um, this one comes from an anonymous um, um, viewer or listener to the Two Men On Show. If the members of the BDL were all in the series of Survivor, who do you think the top three finishers would be? Oh my. Uh... Wow. <laughs> One of my favorite shows, by the way. I am a Survivor Junkie. Survivor Junkie. Well, this... Um, hey. Who would be the Survivors? I'm going to I'm gonna give one at least an uh, earn. Okay. Earn the Survivor. I think that's fair. Um, well, it's pretty obvious if he can do... Out in the wild, what he's done to us here playing baseball, he will survive. Yeah, you, two, you both of you, over in Sweden, you guys, uh, I, I see you as grizzled vets. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could take any one of us. Um, oh. So then it's, uh, for me, it's one more. I don't know about you, Scotty. 
Wow, that's a that's a good question. Um, I'd I'd have to go with either Craig or um, Are you serious? Craig wouldn't have iPhone service. He wouldn't last a day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to pick the third? And, and neither would you, for that matter, for the same reason. <laughs> no. Um, so no Stephen think... Pierce and a third rounder. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, maybe you, Scotty. You know, I always my nickname for you is the Klepto. Uh, All you do is collect good players. I don't know if I'd make it that far on on uh, a. You're a little wimpy. On alley with you, <laughs> you 16 uh, or the other 15. Uh. I'm, I'm going to go with Ort. I mean, um, he's a survivor for sure. Uh, okay. um, and then the way he runs his team, like. I mean, there's no, there's no counting him out. Well, he runs it like every day's the last, so yeah, that's a good pick. You know, I have a sneaking suspicion, and I don't know why this is, but I think our buddy Joe just might outwit, outlast, and outplay them all. Uh huh. Well, if you know, if we got an Amish there, he can sure turn butter. <laughs> you know. <laughs> hey, we need to eat. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, he can catch fish with his teeth, churn butter. You know, there you go. You know, it, it takes a survivor to to last that long in the sun baked, you know, Arizona desert. A good point. A good point. A good point. <laughs> and if you've read some of his rants and raves, um, uh, yeah. So we've got our three, right? I, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, guys, we'll do one more question and then wrap it up. Um, and we're going to do this to both of you again. And it's a, it's a pretty cut and dry, simple question, and it comes from me. Um, I know the BDL takes up tons of time, um, you know, and everybody's got work, they've got families, uh, kind of relating back to what one of Vern's questions was. But my question is to you guys. Is there any other hobbies, any other things you like to do? Uh, other, I mean, put aside all of, you know, all of BDL. Uh, is there anything else you like to do? I mean, what what do you guys like to get into other than this? Or is there anything? Is there anything? Uh, well, I guess for me, um, I'll, I'll give you one sports-related and one non-sports-related. Okay. I guess. Uh, I guess uh, other other than the BDL, which is you know um, primary hobby, I suppose. Um, a lot of guys uh, know, some may not. I am a uh, lifelong and huge LA Lakers fan. Oh, um, that's obvious. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. You know, I you know to me, baseball is is the uh, is is the best uh, sport there is. I think it's the, the purest. You know, sports, and you you have uh, it's the only sport that you can compare. You know, you can really compare players from one generation to the other. Um, you know, removing the the X factor of the, of the steroid uh, right. crap. And but I mean, you know, by and large, you, you that's the only sport you can really do that. Uh, with that said, um, I've been a fan of the Lakers um, longer than I have of any other sports team, and. Um, 
they're my they're my favorite sports team, as a matter of fact, and and mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm 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 glued to the TV. Um, have the NBA pass, league pass for that every year, and and uh, love my Lakers. Uh, follow them with with uh, great interest every year. Uh, other than that, um, uh, I'm a music nut. And well, that, that I don't think nobody's going to argue with that. That should be pretty apparent. That's pretty apparent. <laughs> um, I, I guess a kind of an interesting side note to that. Uh, I actually collect uh, vinyl records. Okay. Uh, I have okay. I have a really 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 cool collection of vinyl records. Some some really some first issue, um, uh, you know, Zeppelin, Beatles, mm-hmm. um, uh, really good rare stuff um, that that's that's hard to find these days. It's just it's kind of been a hobby of mine for several years now and. And um, my iTunes library is so much larger than I care to admit. Uh, okay. But, uh, but yeah, I, I guess uh, other than other than uh, baseball and, and fantasy baseball, those are the two things that, that take up my the rest of my uh, leisure time. Okay. Okay. That's um, admirable hobbies. Very yeah. Very good ones. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, what about you, Johnny? Ho- if we're talking hobbies, um, obviously I know Scotty does this as well. I mean, we've got. Other friends, other family, and, and our, our wives. And, um, uh, but um, I also, in addition to uh, rocking out the BDL, um, I enjoy long walks on the beach. Mm-hmm. I I play guitar. Oh, okay. I prefer, okay. I prefer acoustic guitar. I own an electric, but it just sucks. I like acoustic, and I write whiny songs just like uh, music I like. And um, I also collect comic books. Um, I did when I was in high school. I took about 10 years off, and then maybe like a few months ago I just started back up. And, uh, you I, know, I, yeah, I, I was, a, in fact, I was a comic book collector um, back then. Oh, I remember that. As well, John. Yeah, that. I, had, I had a bunch. I, I, I sold a bunch off maybe 10 years ago. I kind of really regret that now, but... Uh, uh, I did keep a few around. Yeah, yeah it's a cool hobby. Okay. So, um, what we need now is we need to get Johnny to post on the forum a video of him playing the guitar with one of his tunes. Yeah, if I knew how to do that, I would. What I'll try to do is um, <laughs> I've been trying to get a website of some sort, uh, either to just write about my life in general or whatever. I don't know. Because i got that blog, but I don't ever keep up on that. I I've been trying to just manage my team lately. Um, I, I have a few songs recorded. I'll have to try to get them. Uh, I think more. everybody would like to hear that. What kind of access do you have, Johnny? Access? Well, they're on my iTunes because uh, I've got a Mac. I record them in GarageBand. No, your a- access is in guitars. Oh, I think it's access. <laughs> um, one old school one. Uh, I don't remember. It was like ten years ago. I got that one. But uh, the one I play now is my Cockamini. Cool. I've got a um, Eddie Van Halen signature uh, Wolfgang uh, 2002 model. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's pretty sweet. It's purple uh, quilt top. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's sweet. They sound. Uh, they sound. They're built to sound like uh, like uh, Gibson guitars. It sounds really sweet. Hmm. Um, I also have a, a Martin uh, acoustic as well. I, I, I play a little guitar myself, so. Awesome. Well, maybe we need to get you two guys together. <laughs> I'm not sure that our um, 
musical styles would blend that well. <laughs> uh -huh, okay, nah. we've got one Tom Petty and one Metallica, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, more like uh, one one Radiohead and and you know one uh, uh, I don't know what's a good example. Uh, bad I, rock. I, I, I'll just stick with Van Halen. That, that okay, okay. I, I figured that was coming in there. That was uh, that was definite. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm looking at the clock on the wall, and um, I'm going to do a very quick question, and then we're going to call it. Uh, and we're going to stick with uh, with the both. Um, we'll run through this one fairly quickly, maybe, or maybe not. And this one comes from JT, cattle rancher from Montana. What do you like most about stuck in the ivy? And what would you change? <laughs> Here's your big chance now. Here's your big chance. Uh, the co-host. No, I. I <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. It was a complete joke. I love the co-hosts. I think they're great. And uh, I love uh, the matchup of the week. I've been, like, like severely missing it. Um, I know they're busy and everything, but, uh, like, to have that every week would be awesome. Um, I, I like matchup of the week. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I guess I would lean toward preferring the, the uh, What the F segment. Uh <laughs> That was, uh, yeah, that, that was pretty funny. Uh, they should bring that, uh, bring, we'll do that often, not bring it back, we'll do it more often. I would have to agree. That was a good one. That, 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 was, that, was, good. that was pretty funny, guys. i got to give them props for that. I wouldn't yeah. change anything myself. I mean, it's, uh, you know, uh, these these different shows are, are different uh, uh, different uh, formats, and, you know, they, they, they do what they do, and, frankly, they, they do it well. And, yeah, we're, I would, we're, we're glad I would. To, to have them, uh, to have them uh, put forth that effort, and so I'll just, yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. I would buy Craig socks and pants. <laughs> um, that would, yeah, yes, yes, that would be, and, and please, a table. And a table. I said this last time, you know, come on, a table. You know, we, we can pitch in some money and get them a table. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, it's uh, getting close to the end of time here. And Johnny and Scotty, um, I want to thank you so much. Uh, I'm sure the rest of BDL and family and friends have enjoyed hearing you guys uh, with the insights, personal insights, um, wants, hobbies. Um, I think it's been very interesting and a lot of fun. Um, you know, you two guys are the are the cornerstones of the BDL and the creators of Two Men On, and that's. Um, you know, that's a lot of work, and I know everybody in the league really appreciates it, and, um, you know, just keep up the good work. Um, look forward to hearing, hearing you guys again. Um, so at this time, we're going to get ready to leave, uh, and uh, before we go, um, uh, I want to remind, uh, make a little uh, reminder here that um, for Craig and John, don't forget to have your pet spayed or neutered and help the animal population. <laughs> this is the old left-hander, round and third and heading for home. Night, everybody. You've been listening to Two Men On. We're out. <laughs>